Now then, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, is going to host a ceremony in Paris today honouring the 42 French citizens killed during Hamas's assault on October the 7th. We're going to talk about it in the press review now. Leah McGuinn's joining us here on set. Leah, what are the French press uh, having to say about this ceremony? Yeah, I'll start with the front page of Aujourd'hui en France this morning. You can see the faces of victims on their front page. The ceremony, which will be presided over by Emmanuel Macron, will take place in the presence of the victims' families who've been flown in on a specially chartered plane from Israel. The newspaper denounces uh, the devious rise of a polemic it calls nauseating about the fact that France would do too much for some of its own and not enough for others, too much for the Franco-Israelis killed in the Hamas attack and not enough for the French Gazas killed in bombings. This piece considered it essential that France refuses to allow suffering to become a competition and that the Republican, the Republic reaffirms its rejection of anti-Semitism and terrorism. Website Mediapart have this. They denounce what they call a double standard at work, which they say is apparent in the tribute to Franco-Israeli victims. The news site sarcastically applauds the Elysee, uh, which announced yesterday that a memorial time would be devoted at a later unspecified time uh, to the French victims of bombardments in Gaza. I'll finish by showing you the front page of L'Humanité, a team of French doctors who worked for 15 days in the Palestinian enclave at the European hospital between Han Yunus and Rafa testify to the hell that they experienced of resuscitations on the ground, child amputations and the ordeal of pregnant women. They say we'll have to take stock at a later time. Let's cross the uh, channel to the UK now. One newspaper there is uh, reporting a major healthcare crisis, as it puts it, uh, in the country, Leah. Yeah, this on the front page of The Guardian, they talk about a healthcare crisis. And no, it's not King Charles. NHS delay leaves 600 children a week facing mental health challenge. This refers to England specifically, with a number of children referred to emergency mental health care has risen 50% in the last three years. 32,000 urgent referrals in 2023 compared to 21,000 in 2020. According to this article in The Guardian this morning, that means that 600 mentally ill children uh, are deteriorating to such a state that they've reached crisis point. Children are stuck on waiting lists for an average of five months. Some up to two years an emergency referral is normally made if a child needs to be seen within 24 hours they might be at risk to themselves due to suicidal feelings or have a significant health risk such because of a disease such as anorexia so you can just imagine uh, being told you have to wait five months in that scenario health leaders have said that these shocking figures have to be a wake-up call for the government. Now, there's a real risk that children reaching crisis point before being able to access health could become the new norm. Now, as we were talking about earlier, uh, football, it's a huge day at the Africa Cup of Nations. Nigeria taking on South Africa in the semi-final later. But as uh, Chingwe was telling us from Abuja, this minor diplomatic row has erupted before kickoff. Tell us uh, a bit more about it, what the papers are saying, Leah. Huge day indeed at AFCON. Bafana, Bafana playing in their first semi-final since 2000. Nigeria into their 15th AFCON semi-final, the more most of any Nation, as you can see in Nigerian paper, Premium Times. This incident came about when the Nigerian High Commission warned Nigerians in South Africa against boisterous celebrations and over-celebrating, a warning intended to prevent provocation from Bafana Bafana supporters. But it's provoked a strong reaction, as you can see 
from these tweets which come from the South African Department of International Relations. They say the warning just served to create alarm and unnecessary tension. They added that they're confident that uh, there's no threat to Nigerian citizens and they don't agree with the warnings issued. In recent years, South Africa has seen a wave of xenophobic attacks against non-South Africans in the country. And there's always been a big rivalry between the two teams, but the government has assured that there's no history of South African hooliganism and Nigerians in South Africa are safe. And let's hope that is the case because huge game tonight and we just want to focus on the football, not stuff off the field. Exactly. Two huge games going on in the Africa Cup of Nations today. Let's end in Japan um, now with the press review. A group of Walker uh, whales are stuck and the chance of rescue looks uh, very slim, doesn't it? Yeah, as you can see in People magazine, at least 10 killer whales trapped off the northern coast of Japan. I'll try and show you this video if I can. You can see them here desperately trying to break out of the ice. A lack of wind in the region means that the ice may not divide enough to, to create enough space for the whales to escape. The Coast Guard say the ice is simply too thick to try and save them. But many say that that's nonsense. That's not the case. You can see from Peter here, uh, they've called for the public to flood uh, the Japanese Minister of Defense common section to try and save these orcas. And now it looks like it's just a race against time. Yeah, it's very scary. I can't imagine how they managed to get into that position in the first place, but uh, fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully we'll have some happy news on that story. You never know.